0: All right, guys, we're back for another great episode of the Equipped to Door podcast, episode 504. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the tyrannical ways of Google and Facebook's policy and reference to knives. And Dan's going to criticize the Boy Scouts and their merit badge, pro- merit badge programs. I cannot say merit badge today. I'm going to leave it alone. ready to try- just
1: set me up for some hate mail. Man. Thanks. <laughs> I, I just and, checked my inbox has 132 messages. And now.
0: Robbie's going to make some corny jokes. That work, Robbie?
2: I like him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right fellas uh so we are back for another episode and uh how's everyone doing today robbie why don't you start out you sound happy I, i'm
2: lovely it's a beautiful day uh couldn't be better stayed up till two o'clock this morning playing monopoly
0: yeah and one of those monopoly games that just never can end you started at like 7 p.m yes uh, like to the to the point
2: my kid was sitting at the table going, "Okay." I'll give everybody everything I have if I can just go to bed.
1: That's Robbie's negotiating. That's not how you play that game. (laughs) He just keeps you at the table until you finally break. (laughs) He's got the big comfy chair and you're on this like hard wooden bench.
0: I can see that happen. It worked. I won. (laughs) And you jumped up. You're like, loser. (laughs) Did Did a little victory dance around the room. Yep, pretty much.
1: We have such a hyper-competitive group in my family that that's one of the games that has been forbidden. Really? Yeah, I would. You wouldn't lie to me? No, I would not. Monopoly Uh, never ends well in the Eastland household.
2: Our game went for five and a half
0: hours. Ours is risk. That's the one that never ends well. You know? It's it's, it's a fight for Australia. (laughs) Whoever, Whoever has Australia runs the world.
1: Uh, my boys understand that a true master wins before he starts, so I win all the games. See, I just won, and I won again.
0: Okay. <laughs> Sounds interesting, Dan.
1: Did I mention that uh, I got to know, shop Dan, at er- about 6 this morning and the coffee machine's broken?
0: I forgot to buy coffee yesterday. Pam was mad at me.
2: Oh, and rightfully so. Woo. So would it bother anybody well, if I make slurping sounds right
0: now? No, I mean, we have coffee. She went out and got it at seven in the morning. <laughs>
1: oh, you're going to pay and pay. Oh, speaking of wives and paying, I don't know which one of you jackwagons sent Beth the podcast from two podcasts ago. Um, well, But I, yeah, I, I, I heard about that.
0: I, I didn't send her anything. So she, she might have found it. What, what, what did she say?
1: But well, I walked in, and for a second I thought she was having a stroke because one side of her face was absolute shock and a gas, and the other side was giggling. And I got a good lecture on yes, it was funny but inappropriate.
0: Which so what? What comment was made?
1: Uh, I think it had something to do with it's a uh,
2: trap, Dan. He's baiting you. You don't <laughs> get that,
0: Robbie. Shut up. <laughs>
2: uh, apparently it
1: had something to do with me talking about how Beth was both beautiful and intelligent at the same time.
0: Was it about you not being able to buy anything because uh, you gave her the money and made a mistake?
1: No, you're just going to have to go back and look. But believe me, I I think I've narrowed down which jack wagon it is, but someone's going to pay.
2: So, so Dan? Yes, Robbie? Knowing how old your children are pretty much and the kind of the the storyline of the time in between you and your wife meeting when your kids are born. I know a, a gist around about uh, how long you've been married. Yeah. And I can tell you that is definitely long enough to know that if you do something good, your wife is not going to accidentally find it. But if you do anything bad, she's going to know about it long before you know she knows. You're, you, you've are you been married long enough to know that system.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, you, you should know better, Dan.
1: If I knew better... I blame you. De- if I knew better and made good decisions, you wouldn't have me on this podcast.
0: Now, Robbie, that's a fair point. A yeah, face. I can argue with that. That's a fair yeah. point. I wouldn't be here either. Man. Well, well, Dan, b- besides getting in trouble, what else has been going on with you in the, in the knife world?
1: Uh, making knives. Yeah. Uh, I just with I just put together a new batch of glow in the dark magic for a shade tree, so we have got some new starry night materials coming out that are even more improved. And I have you've made improved
0: some, on your improvements. I have wow,
1: and I have got some cool new firefly coming out. Um, it's sparkly. That's pretty but in a good. but in a masculine way.
0: All of a sudden, you got a little robot there, Dan. But we're doing all right. Rob, Rob anything new going on with you?
2: Yeah, nothing.
0: Nothing says masculine like glitter, Dan.
2: No way around that.
1: All right, let's edit that out and go with shiny.
0: Well, Dan, I'm not editing anything, so that's going to stand here. So, Robbie, what's what's new with you, man? You got any any gear stuff? Perhaps we'll start out the podcast with some gear related stuff on our you know our gear podcast that all we do is complain about stuff. I've picked out a new sleeping bag that I'm going to get before winter comes.
2: Awesome. What, which one is that? Uh, the Wiggies Freedom
0: Shelter Super Light. So is this for a winter setup, or are you going to get it before winter so you can use it before it gets cold and you can't use it? Um, Sometime between
2: then and winter, yes, sometime. <laughs> so, um, I should it? get it sooner rather than later. It's on sale, I think. Um, but it is... Uh, a zero degree bag, so it would be appropriate for winter. Nice. And here, where I'm at, uh, zero degrees would take me through, well, all of about yeah, all of everything except for maybe six or eight days in the
0: last twenty years here. Got <laughs> below zero. That's true. That's true. Um, Have you guys been getting a ridiculous amount of rain like normal this summer, or what? A ridiculous amount of rain like normal. Um, it's not been so bad
2: this past week. Has been a bit more rainy than than the weeks prior, but it's not been too bad. It's not raining today.
0: There you go, man. We've had we've had a good amount of rain, not too much, but it's just it's it's a strange summer. It's been very cool, um, which I'm not complaining about at all. Just uh, making an observation. But anyway, t- uh, tell us a little bit more about your sleeping bag. Uh, zero degree bag,
2: uh, Wiggies, which you know they they're known for doing their own. Uh, uh, I guess alteration to a to a uh,
0: standard platform,
2: standard uh, insulating medium mm-hmm. to make something they call Lamalite. Um and everything I read online, it, it's Wiggies is the way to go. So I, I'm thinking I'm gonna give it a shot. And this is a something that may not matter to anyone else but me. But I really prefer a center zip sleeping bag. Hmm. Uh, versus the side zips yeah
1: i'm Uh, with you on that one
2: yeah besides being easier just to get in and out of on the ground if you ever decide to take your sleeping bag to the hammock yeah it becomes easier to get in and out of there i just think the center zip makes it a much more utilitarian set set setup and since with me i never know whether i'm going to be in my backyard down in the swamp here or i'm going to be up on a mountain with one of you guys you know i I really don't know where i'm going to be uh, so versatility makes makes a big difference for me
0: now is it a mummy style
2: or are you getting a square it is a mummy style but the bottom of the bag closes by bungees oh okay so it can be zipped out and opened up to be a quilt okay or you can close it up, cinch up the bottom, and it's a mummy back.
0: That'll work. I take it you're recording outside. I hear the wonderful nature outside right now. Yeah, I thought that <laughs> uh, the the uh, bug stopped earlier. That now we just
2: got the birds, so I guess they showed up to eat the bugs. <laughs> uh another cool thing, Adam, is it can be opened up and worn as like a poncho. Oh,
0: that's cool. What's the price point? Two hundred and nine bucks. Uh, that's a little on the expensive side, but that's not too expensive.
2: Yes, compared to your four and six hundred dollar zero degree down bags, it's not too bad. That's yeah. That how is much very does true.
1: It, how that's much does true. it weigh? Four pounds. You know. All right. So four pounds zero degrees. I can zip it up the middle, and it's got an opening, so it can basically be a blanket. Uh, I can just zip it up to my hips, and I can use it in a hammock.
2: And it doesn't really weigh any more than the black bag from your MSS system.
1: I would pay two hundred bucks for that.
0: Well, I'm not saying I'm paying. I wouldn't pay two hundred bucks for it. I'm saying it's you know that's that's not that. Let's get into the the mid range. You
1: know? <laughs>
2: yeah, and, and that is more someone, than I'd
1: want to spend, but I'd do it
2: for someone who's going to go out camping one time this year that hasn't been in fifteen years and probably won't be for another fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't don't blow that kind of money. But, you know, let's face it. I know how often I'm going to sleep in a sleeping bag.
0: Uh, every night.
2: You know, probably four out of seven at least. Mm-hmm. Every time so. he
1: answers one of his wife's questions.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> every time
0: I don't get the answer right.
2: Go back <laughs> to the yard.
0: No, 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 no. When when Robbie gets in trouble, she makes him sleep in the bed. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Normally he's sleeping on the floor in a sleeping bag. So, um, then
2: you know, if you're going to spend that much time in a sleeping bag, 200 bucks hitting that steep.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So I've got another piece of gear that maybe this would be more uh along the lines for some from something for you guys to think about and comment on. Okay. Adam, I know at least you are a big fan of the the work sharp brand of sharpeners. You know, you've done a lot of videos on them. Yeah. Worked for you for years. Hmm. Well, they've got a manual sharpener called the guided sharpening system and you know it has the removable plates where you know you've got coarse and fine it's got the uh in guides to to for you to start your sharpen with Mm -hmm. uh but it has a neat feature i've never seen on another sharpener what's that the table as you push the knife across and start getting closer to the tip Mm -hmm. the table of the sharpener tilts really it rolls so that you don't have to lift your wrist as you get closer to the tip
0: so you don't blunt it right very What's cool guys think of that that's some pretty good engineering is this the link that you sent me here yeah
2: msrp on it's 60 bucks but i found it online for closer to 50 51 mm-hmm. dan what say you on that whole tilting thing
1: um I like the concept. I checked out the video and it's, so here's what I struggle with. A lot of people ask me for my opinion on sharp sharpening systems. Uh, when I was, I don't know, six, seven years old, my dad handed me an oil stone and an Arkansas stone. He said, here's how you sharpen a knife. And, Free hand on a stone is the only way I've ever sharpened knives. So on one hand, I'm I don't I'm not the right person to ask because I just haven't used that many systems. But I like this system in that one, it allows for you know that that raising motion to get towards the tip. And I would be interested in seeing if it was if it was feasible, as a way to learn to sharpen without spending a year uh, learning the muscle memory and that sort of thing. So I'm optimistically... Uh, I'm optimistic about the concept. I just don't have much experience with sharpening guides, so I, I don't know what to
2: think yet.
0: Adam, what say ye? You? you know, I, I agree with Dan. You know, I've, I've... There is a certain how can I even put this in a way that doesn't sound kind of offensive? And I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I've been fortunate enough to have, you know, gadgets and gizmos to assist in my sharpening to where I'm always amazed by somebody who's taken that year, two years, 15, 20 years of muscle memory and skill to learn how to sharpen properly. And when I mean properly, I mean with, you know, you know, just the plain, you know, no mechanical advantage type tools, a stone um, and some technique exactly, and I've always been i you know I've always been kind of like wow man that, that guy's got some skill and I, and I understand it what it takes I mean whatever you do I mean I go out I go out on the range and it's pretty effortless to shoot well you know you don't think about it you just do it we were we were talking about that a little bit on the podcast anybody who's a master at anything you know they put that ten thousand hours in they don't you know they just do it they don't even think about it just second hand so part of me says you know things like this. You know, here's 60. Here's a 60 dollar tool that is going to is going to help you sharpen, and by the same time, rob Make you of the it need on the tool. of the tool. Yes, but you know, the other thing too is is we kind of live in a world and everything where I don't really have enough time to get done what I need to get done. I don't want to take you know 30 knives and <laughs> spend a year sharpening. I mean, I guess it's it's when you're a kid and you got nothing better to do. Yeah, that's that's a great thing, and maybe that's something I need to do with my kids. But you know, I almost feel like I'm too old to begin the training. <laughs> you know what, <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> so I mean, I like the idea, I like the concept. Uh, the the other question is, is that is this is this going to help somebody who's masterfully sharpened to make them even better, to give them that much more of a of a hone to their blade? I don't think so. I think um, so. If, if that's the answer, then I would say, all right, it's a sixty dollar investment. You know, if you if you are um, sharpening a lot of stuff and you want to breeze through it, and you don't want to take that much to it, it's not a bad idea. You know, but if you're a guy who just kind of takes pride in sitting there with his flat stone, I don't think that you're the target market anyway. So it's not going to really matter. Yeah, I, I
2: think if you're uh, looking a way to prevent having to spend all those years learning, mm-hmm. it it would get the job done for you like you want it to. Yeah, I think if you're already like somebody like Dan who has that technique of the lifting of the wrist and everything dialed in so perfectly, I think that tilting thing
0: would get on your blasted nerves and probably screw you up. Dan sharpens knives like somebody doing a Japanese tea ceremony. Yeah. So I I don't think that this is – but I don't think Dan is the target market for something like this. No, no.
1: And and that's why I was hesitant to give – too strong a response because i just i don't have enough experience with with guides to justify to to say whether or not it's a good one.
0: Yeah.
1: I am tempted to uh to offer to chip in with E2E and buy one for Robbie and let him test it. Yeah. Uh, I'm
0: down. Especially, I I
1: fine. If it, especially if it keeps anybody from scratching the flats of that beautifully polished knife he has.
2: <laughs> too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Adam after I sharpen like uh, my knives, uh, after a year or so, I end up at Dan's place, and I pretty much just let him hold the knife and go, "Hey, are you embarrassed by this yet? If so, fix it. If not, you know it's just going to get worse." <laughs> That's right. I mean, it, it well, does... I mean, I, I'm worried about function. I don't care if my knife is pretty. You know, yeah. Dan spends all that time to make my knife pretty, <laughs> and then the first thing I do is carry it to the woods and and. You know, I'm cutting up stuff, and it's and and I've got tree sap and blood and gunk and worms and everything else on the knife. And then I, I wipe it down with something to get it clean, and go, mm, that could use a touch up." And I really don't care whether I abrade the finish when I sharpen too. And so by the time he gets it back, it looks like you know just hell warmed over.
1: And I'm I'm always of two minds because I'm very serious when I talk about I make knives to use that. A knife that has been used hard is—it's a beautiful thing to me because it means it's not just sitting on a shelf somewhere. Yeah. But on the other hand, I know how many hours went into the polish on that finish. So it, 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 on one hand, I'm very proud that somebody's using it. On the other hand, I—I I, I have to clutch my pearls for a moment while uh, while I breathe.
2: Because it looks like Dennis DeMintus took it to a third world country for
0: a couple of years. Yeah. That's that is an interesting dilemma. I mean, because it's functional art, you know. Yeah, and we've talked we've talked about this before. Yeah, well, mine looks like a Rembrandt. <laughs> 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 no, yours is yours is like a Picasso. <laughs> there you go. I, so. I have
1: been tempted to just quit polishing Robbie's knives.
0: I mean, that's not a bad idea.
1: Just send it down to him and go look. Le- Le- you want de- I to would it I
0: would leave some scale on thing. I would leave some scale on Robbie's knives to tell you the truth.
1: Oh, that reminds me. I got to send you your your AMK to me. No, uh, Robbie.
0: And he always gets the good stuff.
1: Well, he bought it. Oh, really? Yeah, it was one of the first three knives Alex made.
0: Huh. No point.
2: I'll be up there in a month. In less than a month now. Oh, that's right.
0: Wow.
1: So you're going to be uh, you coming to the class with us,
0: Adam? I you know what I don't know yet. I've got. A lot of stuff on my on my plate right now, and and it, it's a, it's a possibility if I can meet. Because is, is it on a Saturday and Sunday, or just a Saturday?
2: Just a Saturday.
0: It's if it's just a Saturday, it's more likely it can it can happen. But I have to I have to. Uh...
2: Well, all the cool kids are going, and they're going to go camping too. Yeah, yeah I, know. I know, I know. And somebody will probably bring steaks. They don't. And know. somebody sent the information to your secretary slash. Oh, yeah, awesome. she get,
0: she got mad at she got mad about that. Oh, did she? She goes, I've got enough to do. I can't, you need to get a real assistant. I've got enough to do on my plate. I can't, I can't watch you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah.
1: Robbie, I feel like uh, all of a sudden we need to to send Pam a lot of updates and scheduling information.
0: Yeah, you can do that.
2: No, (laughs) she feeds me well when I go up there. Ain't no way I'm doing that. Good point.
0: Well, I've got a, I've got a little topic that I want to talk about. And uh, I did a video about it. It should be posting, I think, um, well, it's probably going to be posting tomorrow, or th- today as we're recording the podcast, so this won't come out till Friday, so. so if you guys have already watched the video, it'll be old news. But our friends over there at BattleBox are, are going through something right now in regards to Facebook cutting all of their advertisement, and basically Facebook has changed their policy. Um, to include uh, they won't be allowing any advertisements for knives they, now it's not knives specifically i guess they have a dangerous product um category and and google is in the same thing but in the past hunting knives and stuff like that have really kind of not been an issue
1: Uh, not dogwood
0: yeah well, i know and, well well that's the problem is is it they're just any any belated object at all they're they're just kind of not even taking the time to interpret it. If you're a knife, they're just taking you off. You can't advertise. And so Dan can probably speak to this as well. So, you know, we made a response video, and, you know, guys and and girls out there listening to this, this is is a very dangerous thing. Uh, And the reason being is that it's one thing for a bunch of politicians to argue about the... Semantics—the semantics, the the dangers to to open a conversation of what we should and should not allow in our society. You know, should we still be able to go to the hardware store and buy TNT? You know, yes. Um. Well, I mean that that, that's and that's a conversation. (laughs) You know, should should, I mean because there there's a lot. I mean, I'll tell you one thing.
1: Oh no, not the rest of you, but just me.
0: Well, I'll tell you one thing. If I owned a hardware store, I wouldn't want to carry TNT. There's too much liability with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I was,
1: I was kidding. Except but, for the but, but, it
0: but there's, you know, there, there, I mean, if you're a farmer and you want to blow up a stump in the back, in your backyard, I mean, there, there's a viable reason for somebody to have it. Um, but what Google and Facebook have done is they've arbitrarily restricted the access of businesses that sell a certain product like yourself, Dan. Now, Dan's not out there selling Ninja Stars and tactile mm-hmm. knives and, you know, whatever else. I mean he's sell, he, you're selling heritage heritage pieces for hunting outdoor venturing and such I mean Dan, do you even have a fighting knife model
1: um not that I advertise or sell to the public
0: okay so I mean, it, I, it, I've, and I' made some
1: stuff for buddies in the army
0: I, and i and, and i can even i could sort of understand if you're just you know you know selling a crambit or something like that, but you know the fact that somebody can't buy an axe or, or a machete or something like that or can not advertising is a problem. And what is happening and, and why this is so scary is the world has changed in regards to how business goes on. you know to, in, in today's age you have to have a website. you have to be on social media if you're going to be a successful business. And the fact that it's restricting people's ass, ass, access to the global market, through some arbitrary guy who thinks that all, all knives are bad, and could, has is not educated, can just say, "All right, we're going to start this new policy here at one of the biggest companies in the world, and knives are no longer allowed on our our website." Uh, that that is some that's some scary stuff, man. You know, and it's 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 one of those things where I can even see their valid argument with with banning gun ads. You know, I could see that. You know. I, I don't agree with it, but it there there's an argument there, but knives you know knives are something that's used all the time it's you know it's probably our oldest invention, you know right. besides a dog um, know,
1: people talk about slippery slopes. I remember when uh when the tobacco industry was being sued, and <laughs> everybody joked around about you know well, what's next McDonald's
0: yep. yep, how
1: long was it before there was fast food companies being sued?
0: yep. And, and it, it, it's happening. So let me read you the advertising policy for Google. Dangerous products or services, our policy. We want to help keep people safe, both online and offline, so we don't allow the promotion of some products or services that cause damage, harm, or injury. Let's just go with that. Damage, harm, or, in, or injury. Well, you know, right now, you know the big epidemic that's going on in, in some major metropolitan areas?
1: Hammer attacks?
0: No, it's, it's actually people getting hit by cars because they're on their cell phones, like um, texting. I'm serious. That's like yeah. that's, that's get, it's becoming a, it's becoming a problem. And there's 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 starting to make you know public service announcements and posters. You know, don't text and walk around or whatever. It's people walking into stuff and actually injuring themselves because they're so focused on their cell phone. So you know, Google, that's dangerous. So you should stop advertising smartphones. Because people can't, you know, texting in in, in uh, accidents, it's becoming a bigger problem than uh than DUIs, you know, so we should that's dangerous. We should we should uh, Robbie, I think you agree. We should have something where if somebody's walking around, it automatically shuts off their cell phone because it's dangerous. That's right. So I'm gonna keep going. Example of what's not allowed. Here are some s- examples of products and services that we consider to be dangerous: explosives. Okay, I, I give you explosives bomb instructional material on how to make explosives, you know, bomb making sites. Now, this is not saying that Google is going to try to block any websites that have this, but they're not going to have any advertising for, you know, Joe's bomb making sites. Guns no. and parts. Functional devices that appear to discharge a projectile at high velocity whether for sport, self-defense or combat. Okay? Example, handguns, rifles, shotguns, hunting guns, functional antique guns, airsoft guns, paintball guns, and BB guns. Any part or component that necessary to function of a gun to intend attached attach to the gun. So any furniture, gun scopes, ammunition, ammunition clips, and or belts. Now, the official policy says dangerous knives. Robbie, can you point to a knife that's not dangerous? Yeah. All knives. So, huh? I've never...
2: Uh, none of my knives have ever done anything dangerous <laughs> as a matter of fact I've watched them closely and either they're defective or yeah. all my knives do not
0: have the ability to do anything let, let, dangerous let me let me re let me reframe the question is a circular saw dangerous apparently
2: uh none of mine are
0: okay well i i, I, ever, I, I would have two i would argue and i would argue i would knee. argue the point say that that circular saw can be dangerous just as as a hammer can be dangerous you know
1: yeah i know for a fact robbie has been attacked by a hammer and i think it was (laughs) self-inflicted
2: Yes, but what, but what i'm saying is dangerous my circular saws are not they have never hurt anyone
0: but what i'm saying is is that a knife a knife for knives is no more or no less dangerous than any other tool that you use is, but it's you know. not
2: necessarily tool if if we're take tool out of it if we're talking about whether inanimate objects have the potential for danger and you're gonna carry it to that extreme then then pencils uh a- coffee abs- tables absolutely
0: my right. my right. sister
2: has a scar over her over her eye right now, and it may or may not be from me pushing um but either way, the result was that dangerous coffee table jumped up and smacked her <laughs> above the eye. I uh, agree. And and so that coffee table is so, a dangerous coffee table.
0: I, I would I would agree. I mean everything can be inherent. Anything can be taken, and can be used in a dangerous fashion.
2: So ultimately, are vehicles dangerous?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: That's, that's why it's extremely.
1: This is why it's extremely important to be the person who is determining what is good. What is the greatest common good?
2: Yeah. That the greatest common good is outlaw people doing bad things and forget the tool. I agree. If the tool does not have the ability to on its own do something dangerous, then the tool itself is not dangerous. Does You mentioned TNT earlier, Adam. Uh, yep. Uh, something based on nitroglycerin that if left long enough, it will just spontaneously explode? Yeah. I would say that's dangerous.
1: <laughs> uh, see, I'm going to argue whether or not it will spontaneously
2: explode. It can become unstable and with heat variations and, and vibration from whatever.
1: But that's not spontaneous. It becomes so unstable. I apologize,
2: that- for, the, I apologize for the use of my word, Dan. Uh, for anything that can become so sensitive that a sneeze can cause it to blow you the hell up.
0: A heavy wind,
1: yeah.
2: That then. Hey, hey it's not every it's day dangerous. I get to Robbie. You man, then it is dangerous.
0: But I, I, I think that I think the term of spun spontaneity is is uh, is all right to apply to that situation. Yeah, I'm going to back you up, Robbie. A knife,
2: a oh well, Mister Francis says so. An ice pick, a pencil. These are items that, if left to their own devices, they never become more dangerous than what they were as long as a human never touches them.
1: So the point is, uh, and just if I remember, Google is the the internet search engine that gave China uh, all the search history so they could track down and persecute um, political dissidents, right?
0: I don't know. I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, I I believe it came out that uh, the reason Google was the search engine that China allowed was because they were giving uh, China uh, information on people's uh, web activity to help them identify political dissidents.
0: I was unaware of that.
1: So... Um, That's
0: so it, I'm, I'm only using, using Safari from here on out.
1: So it, it doesn't shock me that Google is just making another... And this is a power play. I mean, Google is attempting to control what you see.
0: and whoa whoa, 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 whoa. Google doesn't need to attempt. Google does control what you see. Yeah. Dan, Dan Eastland of Dan Eastland IP address, so-and-so and so-and-so, and so. Google's got analytics that are established that you know tell you what you want to find when you do an internet search. And, and, your, once... in, and your internet searches are different than my internet searches if we use the exact same phrase. You have your own Google sphere, and, and mm-hmm. that will limit what you're able to see outside of your Google sphere because Google says, we know better what you're looking for than you do.
1: And now that's, and as soon as someone in Google he, at Google hears my comments, no one's ever going to be able to find dogwood knives, are they?
0: Maybe, maybe not. Uh, and this is happening with to? Facebook as well. So Facebook well, has done this as well.
1: And what this it- is, that's my
2: rant.
0: We, we've got, uh, it's not Facebook, it's not
2: Google, it's a mentality that our generation has allowed. We are allowing the tail to lead the dog. Mm hmm. Google and Facebook will not exist outside of 12 months if we all quit using it.
1: But, Robbie, I need somebody that knows what's best for me to take care of me.
2: Right. That's why we need to quit putting politicians in office and put plumbers and electricians and carpenters in office.
1: You mean guys that can balance a checkbook?
2: Yeah. We need to put us back in power. But instead, we're all following Commerce, social media, and politicians. And they're all in bed together.
0: Hey man, mm-hmm. hey, hey, listen. I want to be told what to do and where to go and what to and, you know, I don't want to think for myself. How dare you tell hey, me a, I yeah. have to go think for myself?
1: That is an awful lot of work. I mean it's I know. much
2: easier to Yeah, God forbid. Hey, l- 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 hey, it's, it's is almost, like it is almost it is
0: almost football season. Okay? Oh shit, don't get me started. So hey, I'm going to I'm going to tu- tune into ESPN and watch the same damn three stories over and over again because I really care about some football player's microsurgery that he's going to get done to his pinky toe. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> Before you we shut go- your mouth, Mr. Robert Oliver.
1: Before we go too far afield, I want to just go ahead and ruin all my internet connectivity and Facebook. I am so sick of them sending dogwood custom knives. Boost your post. Advertise with us, and every time I go, hey, you know what? That seems like a good investment of my resources, and I click yes. I get the message. I'm sorry, you produce a dangerous item, and we can. Why are you asking for my money? You know, I'm it just infuriates me that.
0: So, so what's what's a realistic solution? And I'm and I'm being and I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to. Yeah. I'm not trying to joke right now. I mean. Do we all just jump off of Facebook and say, "Hey, Facebook, go pound sand"? The realistic solution is
2: yeah. about well, half my friends have.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. A, I'm actually. I'm actually gripping. I'm. You know, grappling with that idea right now. Um, about just getting off of Facebook altogether, uh, and you know, it, and it's and it's troublesome because you know you know we run a social media type company. You know, E2E is is focused on bringing uh, See, stuff stuff to well, to our our fan base and everything like that. So we do... need to
1: start our own network. We'll call it like the Badass Network, and we'll allow <laughs> guns and knives. Um,
2: yes.
0: The Badass fingers. The Badass Network. <laughs> yes, Robert.
2: Y'all Y'all were talking about giving a drown drowning man a handkerchief are we yeah Facebook is one one little thorn in your leg from a massive ass cactus you just backed into
1: yeah but it's the one that's ticking me off right now
2: yeah because are you gonna are you gonna quit watching television altogether is um, is everybody gonna quit watching television because the media does the same thing television media how about you gonna quit going to see your favorite movie because there's there's what you should Drink what you should smoke, what you should do, who you sh- should vote for, and all playing think, at the beginning of every movie. What about um,
1: when they edited out all the handguns from ET? Yeah, yeah.
0: when they so, re-released the movie, and, and they I, I've never watched. I've never watched that movie since. I'm, I, I li- I've, li- I've literally not watched that, and I haven't shown it to my kids. Because you Facebook know, FBI one thorn on a cactus. I mean, that might be true, but you got to pluck out one at a time. Yeah. No. Ooh, I took your analogy and turned it back uh, on you. You did. I did, thank you. The the He's mad now. The solution is. is cut the cactus off
2: at its base.
0: Well, that's to destroy the cactus, but you still got to treat yourself. Yeah, the, then yeah. Then
1: there's a dead cactus and you've got infected wounds. I mean, if you'd taken the time to pull the needles out first and clean them, then you would be healthy too.
2: Yeah, but the cactus is still putting more in you. You guys pull out one, it'll be... It,
1: yeah, well, I mean, I'm more. smart enough to step away from the cactus. I mean, I'm just apparently
0: gonna not. <laughs>
2: there.
0: Apparently not. I mean, that's what I think that we're talking about. I mean, and it and, it, and it's a problem. Oh. Like, do we get off of YouTube? Well, you right. know, the, See, the, people, the people the people listening to this podcast right now are. I'm sure they probably watch a YouTube video or not. You know, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's that is a problem. You know, it's
1: a lot of people are moving off of YouTube.
0: So yeah. here is the here's the actual problem.
2: We could collectively reasonable people is who I'm talking about. Reasonable people. So all five of could, could collectively take over any of this stuff we wanted. We could make Facebook the engine we wanted. If we all could just work together, it wouldn't take long. Kum ya, my lord. Kum ba <laughs> You can't get reasonable people to work together because for one guy it's this issue and for the other guy it's the other issue and the average guy apparently is not smart enough and if if anybody's angry at me for saying this prove me freaking wrong you'll better my world
1: but the average guy
2: is not smart enough to recognize that his problem is directly linked to the other guy's problem
1: well, one person is reasonable; a group of people is not.
2: True.
0: Yeah, that's we, very true. We, we okay. Can't, okay. We can't okay.
1: Won't. We have not. We haven't talked about gear in the last thirty minutes. You
0: know. Well, I, I, I do want to finish the description of this. Okay. of Dangerous knives. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> dangerous knives. Knives that are designed or promoted as products that can be used to injure an opponent in the sport, self-defense, or combat. Any knife design that proves a confrontational advantage, including. Uh, Disguised appearances or assisted opening mechanisms. Example: switchblade, tactical knives, fighting knives, sword, sword canes, ballet songs, military knives, push daggers, and throwing axes. All right. So Dan, does that?
1: That does not describe anything, anything. I make.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So why are, why is your stuff getting banned?
1: <sighs> A total lack of common sense.
0: Well, you know, it's one of those things where it's like you know, where did, you know looking at the looking at the numbers. It's just not that big of a deal for us, so we're going to go ahead and disband these. And my question is, is is where is this coming from? Because is, is, actually, is, is there is there mothers against knives that is writing Facebook and saying, "Hey, listen, we are thinking of these knives that you, you're allowed to advertise is really bad for our community." That's not happening.
1: Somebody right in now. marketing did ran the numbers and said we will get more benefit out of a campaign saying we're not doing anything dangerous, than we will lose. By the people that we quit supporting. Exactly. So they're exactly. saying that there's going to be more mommies that are happy about there not being any dangerous things in the world than there are reasonable people going, hey, you know, I would really like to find a nice hunting knife or fillet knife or kitchen I, knife.
0: I had this philosophy uh, professor and he, he's this Irish guy. He's awesome. Uh, he used to be a cop and he. Um, An Irish cop? He was well, no, he was an Irish guy. Like he was from Ireland. He was. Oh, okay. Like, he was a cop for like Interpol or some crap. You know, back in the oh, day. Oh, sweet. Um, but he smart dude, and uh, he's a doctor. Um he tells this awesome story about, you know, it's very very interesting how he traveled the world. You know, he's met so many different cultures and differences. He said, you know, we, we, there's so many differences out there, but really, there's a lot of similarities. We all want. What What we perceive is the best for our kids we want our, you know we usually want our kids to do better than we have done. There's a, a selfless aspect for the most part, we want to get get along with everybody and we, we're trying to do good. Now we might disagree on what's right and what's wrong. You know there's some philosophical disagreements there, but we all believe that we're doing the right thing. But he said, but then there's just the the stupidity and, and kind of I don't think he used the term new age nonsense, but he might as well. Um, he talks about a friend of his that he met uh, many years ago. This is let's say before this story, he met these people twelve, thirteen years ago, and he's sitting at their dinner table, and they have a daughter, and the daughter, you know, they have like he even talks about it's like a round table. They they specifically got a round table, so like, there's no head at the table, you know. I'm serious, yes. this, you know, and their daughter, the daughter called the parents by their first names, that they promoted that now. A sign of intelligence as a kid at the very early calling the parents by their their names because they realize everybody else does. So I'm not talking about this. This is something they promoted. Don't call me mommy and daddy. Call me, you know, Dick and Jane. Right?
1: Yeah, my kids are smart. They know that they best not call me Dan.
0: Yeah. So, uh, well, this, I'm talking about like, you know, when they're one or two, you know what I mean? Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, and they they were very proud of the fact uh, it was dinner time. and They asked little Susie, "Do you want do you want to eat now, Susie?" No. Okay, you you can go do whatever you want to do. And uh, he, you know, my professor's like, "No, oh, that's interesting." Well, you know, we want her to be her own person and realize that she is an individual, and we're very supportive of of her making the decisions that she wants to make. And yada yada yada. And you know, she calls us by our names, and you know that we don't want we don't want to have the parent you know child you know, oppressive structure in our family. This is something that we chose. And he's just we thinking... Call, we call that child abuse here. By the way. Yeah, he's just yeah. thinking... He's just like... So you're
1: setting that kid up for a beating later. Yeah, huh? so
0: he's like, hmm, this will be interesting. And, uh, you know, fast forward 12 years later and uh, he's back over there and they're like, oh, I don't we just don't understand what, what's wrong with Susie. She's just argumentative and if she doesn't, you know, she always wants her way and yada, 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 and just always fighting and getting in trouble and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, you'd think that because you didn't sound, you didn't set healthy boundaries for you, you didn't teach her how to be a, a contributing member of society. And it wasn't just about her. And, you know, it, it, it's just, he, he's looking at this, this new age failure, you know, of people with their stupid ass ideas that they think are so progressive, you know, and, you know, here, here's, here's the, here's the fact when kids are born, they're stupid, they're selfish little creatures. All and right? then when
1: they become teenagers, they get dumber.
0: Yeah, we, 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 we well, you know, I, I have a neighbor, and I've known these people since, I mean, probably for 15 years, right? And they have a young lady that I've known since she was, you know, eight. Um, and she is a very well-rounded, very respectful young lady, and I will say that these people raised her right. You know, and she didn't have any of the, you know, they, she's very well educated. They kept her active in different aspects in in school and, you know, very, they're very, they're very, uh, very spiritual people and, you know, they're very focused on community and doing stuff like that. And, you know, she turned out to be a very respectful young woman who's got a good head on her shoulders. I mean, you'll sit there and talk to her about, you know, she, she's very picky about her friends. You know, she's not interested in people who want to go out and go clubbing and act like, you know, less desirables because they want to, you know, wear hiked up skirts and shirts that are too low just to show off their goods because that's the only way they get attention. She's got enough self-confidence to believe like that's not, you know, that's not a healthy choice, you know, so it's not impossible, you know, not everybody grows up and, and becomes an asshole, but, you know, it is a lack of parenting, a lack of education, a lack of good, you know, developing good judgment skills, and it it is an epidemic, it's a pandemic, you know it's it's just we have all these you know hippy dippy parents and it's got nothing to do if you're if you're conservative or liberal there's there's good values on both sides you know i'm going to be fair with that but you have these people who just kind of let their kids do whatever or give their kids whatever they want and like Pam and I we've we've been really focused on you know our kids uh you know we're we're pretty well off you know mm-hmm. what i mean we're you know we're not going we're not going on vacation every other week or anything like some other people i know but i mean <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, Robbie. I think he's talking <laughs> to you.
0: Yeah, but you know, like if if my daughter's like, hey, you know, my you know, this bike is is I'm really outgrowing my bike. Can I get a new bike? You know, yeah, we can go out there and look at the bikes, and and you know, and and you know, go buy you a new bike. I mean, it's not like something like, oh, we got to wait four or five months. I mean, if 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 there's a need, we can pretty much go. You get whatever, but one thing that we've been really focused on is like we got to make sure that, that our kids aren't getting greedy, you know, and getting selfish. Like I, oh, I need this, I need that. Like you don't need anything, you know. Did you save your money that you've got? Because I know Grandma gave you some money for your Christmas, and and Pop Pop gave you some money for your birthday. If you save your money, and, and it's funny, my oldest, she is. If we go out and the kids are asking, for, the youngest ones are asking for something. We just had this thing. They went on, on to the beach last week, and there's like little, you know, there's little beach stores that had those little worthless knickknacks. You all right, Dan?
1: Yeah, I'm hanging in there.
0: Okay. Um, you, you messing up on a knife or something?
1: Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was just getting a little distracted.
0: Um, you know, my Feel free old, to finish up. My oldest is like, you know, the, the youngest ones are like, hey, I want this, I want that. And the, the oldest is like, you don't need to spend your money on that. You don't need to waste your money on that. And that's a, that's a good thing, you know. But nowadays, it's like a free-for-all of, I need this, I need a new phone, blah, blah. And, you know, kids are just getting spoiled. You know, there are, we we're having a spoiled culture, um, and I don't I don't know where that's going to lead to. I think it's going to lead to some kind of a uh, revolution for the next generation because they're going to look at how spoiled the previous generation is. But I don't know. Let's say you. Let's say you, Robbie.
2: I don't think it's the kids, man. It's the parents. Yeah. Well, I no, mean, it's mean at, absolutely look at look at the person behind you in a in a fast food line or a grocery store line. Oh, I've got to wait
0: ten minutes. You know how long it would have taken you to hunt that meat? Yeah. Well, I, I'm saying it's it's I, I yeah it's the parents' fault. Don't get me wrong, but I mean the product the product of the of the parents' failure is going to be the children. You know.
2: Yeah, but the parents have already failed themselves. Oh, they absolutely. Have failed
0: themselves. So of
2: course they're going to fail their children. Oh yeah. They have failed themselves.
0: It's probably the boomer. Uh, I've said this before, and I've seen some research. It is. It is the boomer, the boomer generation that's kind of failed. They've they failed with the Xers and the millennials. Is that the is that the 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 proper? Uh, man, this. Names? Uh,
1: okay, this is this can get really complicated in some long sociological debates. Okay. And what? I got to go pick my kid up in thirty minutes.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what, real quick. <laughs> you want to look at the the change society has gone through Mm
0: -hmm.
2: in social in in social settings in public settings in polite settings it is understood you don't talk religion and politics yeah if you start talking religion and politics in today's world you're going to get bashed over the head Mm -hmm. go back a few hundred years people would work all day in a field go home, wash up, and then ride a mule 40 miles through the worst storms to get to a tavern to have arguments about politics and religions. Mm -hmm. To have debates. Right. Absolutely. That wasn't a taboo thing. It was considered an awesome luxury if you could make it to some place. So that you could have a debate over politics or religion.
0: So where did we go wrong? We got scared. Of, we got scared of having a good conversation. Yeah, we we, we castrated ourselves.
1: And, well, and or that uh, free there is freedom of speech, but you also have to be willing to take responsibility for what you said. Absolutely. And once we took the taking responsibility out of the equation. Mm-hmm. People were free to stay, say dumber and dumber shit.
2: Well, yeah. All I know is if you castrate the bull, yeah, he's less dangerous, but he's also worthless to your breeding program.
1: <laughs> oh, but he makes good steaks.
2: That he does. All he's good for is being the victim. Wow. That, that
0: circled back around. Pretty yeah,
2: pretty nice well. analogy,
0: Robbie.
1: Yeah. That's all deep and stuff.
2: And I was all happy and whenever
0: we started this show
1: i know adam you ruined robbie
0: well you know it doesn't take much <laughs> <laughs> that's was, that's robbie that's was very, ruined long ago that's very combustible tender, buddy <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the nitroglycerin
2: yeah all, yeah all I, i'm sorry for being an a-hole all you
0: need to do is sneeze um you know so the problem is is how do you solve that how do you correct that issue? And I I don't have an answer. You know this this isn't and I and I hate to be that guy. I I do think that we need to start having adult conversations. I do think that we need to be, we need to start calling each other out on our you know bullcrap, and looking at you can the count on me, Adam. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's 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 like, and making it more. I think time I think one of the problems is is now we are very easy to dehumanize one. You know like. You say you, you you kind of fly off the mountain. Oh, you know so and so that S O B and yada yada yada. I'll give you an example, a little personal example. You know we've had a situation, we've had a situation professionally where somebody may or may not have messed up, okay? And you don't know the whole story, but the, I'm scu- sorry. the scuttlebutt starts, and you know all of a sudden oh so and so that guy's a piece of crap, blah 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 blah, yada yada yada, and like everybody's already prepared to judge. Judge during executioner on what this person may or may not done before you even take the time to find out. Oh, what really happened? Let's get all the facts. You know, we 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 don't care about facts anymore. That's that's one of the the big problems. You know, we're just ready to pass judgment and and not give a crap about what really happened. Uh,
1: that and or it's a victim society. Mm-hmm. Everybody's running around trying to get their feelings hurt instead of just. I mean. So to Robbie's comment about uh, you used to go to the tavern and argue. Yeah. And you could argue without a bunch of people crying like, you know. Babies. Yeah.
2: I mean, <laughs> I'm,
0: ba- you know,
1: ba- I'm like a
2: castrated bull.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry that you di- that you disagree with what I said, but you know, that doesn't rise to personal offense and persecution. Mm-hmm. That rises to we disagreed and one of us needs to just suck it up and move on.
2: Oh, you're offended? I'm sorry, you're such a weak, silly child that words hurt so badly.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, what happened to the to the time period when uh, that offends me? Yeah, and yeah, I mean, just because you're offended doesn't.
0: Well, I mean, hey, so I mean, what? To play devil's advocate, that the time period you're talking about, it offends me, and you get out, you go outside and shoot each other. In a, in a duel. So I mean there is there is, I don't I don't think that there's a magical And see there's a there is the <laughs> misconception,
2: Adam. Actually duels never happen that often. Why? Because people knew they could lose. Yeah. <laughs> you, I was about... didn't, you didn't <laughs> it was... talk out a turn when you knew it might cause your death. You kept your blasted mouth shut and made sure you were right before you opened your mouth.
0: Back are to or you, you, you believe that you were right.
2: Well, yeah, well hey.
1: Back to con- taking responsibility for what you say Mm -hmm. to that point yes you could say some stupid inflammatory stuff and then you had to be prepared to possibly either fisticuffs or 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 a matter of honor Mm -hmm. and if you started squealing about something offending you you had to be prepared for the fact that you may have to go back those words up with steel
0: you know what uh, speaking of fisticuffs I'm but sorry. Let me finish. Okay, okay. I want to go back to that point though. But uh,
1: but, but it puts stuff into perspective where you didn't really say anything unless it really bothered you. If it was important enough to bleed over, then yeah. you would say something. Otherwise, yeah. you had bit other stuff to worry about like feeding your family.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I will I want we to gonna... have to get together tomorrow for part 2 of this. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It, it, it was a it was a big topic. I now, I, I, you know, I'm only 35 years old, so, I mean, not, you know, I'm... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not I mean, quite not quite middle-aged yet. I'm I'm, I'm getting up there. Uh, but there, I mean, less than 20 years ago, there was a time where me and my friends, if we had a, a disagreement or argument, or somebody who wasn't even my friend yet, we had a disagreement or argument. We took it outside and, and, you know, we beat the crap out of each other. And then usually, most times... Um, we were buddies afterwards. I, I mean, I've got a couple of, I've got a couple of, of good friends and we've both made each other bleed. And then it was like, you know, why are we, why are we fighting about this? And it's like, all right, man, here, you know, here, have a beer or whatever. And then everything I mean, was good to go. I, you know, I don't know if, if
1: I don't like the guy, but I, I don't, respected him.
0: I don't believe that, uh, that I'm the only one that's done that. I, I think that was something that that's kind of commonplace. And I don't think that exists anymore. I think that everybody is so, so happy and, and, you know, I'm going to call the cops on you and get arrested or whatever. I mean, I, I remember things in school where getting in a fight with somebody, you go to the principal's office or whatever, and nobody said anything, yeah. you know, that was none of, that was none of their business. Nobody was disfigured. It wasn't anything ridiculous. And you just went in there and, you know, you got your detention and, you respect you respect it enough not to sit there and tattle or point fingers or blame and I, again I don't think that exists anymore um, and that's kind of sad so I think you should be able to go out there and just wail on each other and, and, and have it you know get it out get the get the animal part out and, and you know move on I mean you know, I know uh, that's happened to both of you guys within the last couple of years yeah <laughs> right, right Robbie Oh, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe I've, I think I've come up with the solution for where we start at. What's that? Everyone on social media, as of today, immediately start unfriending anyone that posts selfies.
1: Ooh. There you go. Yeah, let's just start with duck face selfies and then move on from there.
2: Mm, doesn't get the douche all the douchebags I'd really like to eliminate to start with. Yeah,
1: fair enough. But, I, I mean, can I, I you blame I the guy did... that took the selfie with Jima Jamerson or somebody like that? Yes. Okay, so can I? <laughs> 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 uh, morality test, you failed.
0: Yeah, Robbie does not have tolerance for anything like that. Um, it, it's I, I actually had a friend of mine who, who uh put something up on Facebook and I called him out on it. My like, dude, really? Stop being a douche and, and and remove that. Uh and it was just one of those political sheep things that everybody was doing. And I was like, really man? Really? Oh, you know, you know, it's just, you know, it's cool, blah blah blah. I was like, no, it's not cool, man. It's not cool. Cut it out. Stop being a, stop being a sheep. So I, I don't you know, don't don't be scared to speak up and and call people out and you know I mean if you have an opinion opinion's fine there's nothing wrong with that but don't don't be scared to, to speak out and call people out on their bull crap so that's all I have to say about that Danny do you want to talk about the, uh, the Boy Scouts now that we're you know we've already offended one group of people might as well find somebody uh, else
1: yeah we can talk about that and I forgot there's a book that I want to talk about called Station Eleven too um on, but Lord. what's that Robbie <laughs> No, no, you're not. <laughs> He's communicating with, a, uh, with either a dog or a kid. We go ahead, Dan. Um, uh, yeah. Dog. Okay. So uh, my oldest is in Scouts, and we are in a really good troop. And I really like the way things are being run but we've had some interactions with some of the other troops and some of BSA you know the council and i've got concerns about some of the directions that boy scout that the boy scouts are taking in general yeah um and in this case it's a specific example but i'm afraid it's it speaks to a bigger issue and i'm not sure what the answer is but uh, while at summer well, camp, I, I believe that that the the
0: this apparent brain trust on this podcast can definitely solve the problem for you, Dan. Yeah, that's so what we're here to do.
1: Well, you know, outdoor community parenting. You know, we got uh, twelve more minutes. We'll knock this out real quick. Yeah. Uh, Jackson was at um, scout camp this year, and he was getting his fishing merit badge. Um. And the lake that they were on or the pond they were fishing in was catch and release, which I get. You have thousands of scouts coming through this camp every summer. You'll deplete the fish population quickly. Yeah. Uh, but one of the skills was that scout needed to be able to fillet a fish to, to earn his merit badge. So they didn't even keep any of the fi- – not even one of the fish that was caught for to fillet. Which arguably, again, thousands of scouts coming through. So they so the camp went out and bought fish for the scouts to fillet to earn their merit badge. And what they bought was a flounder. Which is not at all like the trout and bass and brim and crappy they were pulling out. But fine, it's the fish that they got. Then... The camp has a no fixed blade knife policy and fillet knives are fixed blade knives. So the scouts were not actually allowed to hold a fillet knife. So a group of scouts watched one of the counselors fillet a flounder with a fillet knife. And then they were given their badges as, as having demonstrated all of these skills and I, I want to be clear. I'm not taking anything away from the accomplishments of these kids. You know, they learned how yeah, they learned how uh, the environments that different fish are in, like you know, when to cast into the snag over there, when to cast into the high grass over there, different lures. They caught fish. Um, but how can you say that someone has achieved a skill when they just watch somebody else doing it. They just signed off that all of these kids know how to fillet a fish, and they've never even done it before. Mm-hmm. And I am seeing more and more of that mentality in scouts, where you know, watching a video or talking about it is not the same as having a whoa, proficiency whoa. in a skill.
0: Whoa, Dan, are you not familiar mm-hmm. with YouTube?
1: Great learning, <laughs>
0: but but watching the. Because now, everybody because everybody on YouTube is obviously a master at whatever they do. Alright? So you know ch- ch- Which, check check your actually doing it privilege, brother. Alright? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Quite all right. <laughs> I didn't
1: say the people doing it weren't masters, but watching a video doesn't doesn't mean you have that skill. Absolutely. I mean, you, you gotta, in this case, they got a class on how to fillet a fish, but until they've done it at least once, you can't say they have that skill.
0: I would agree with you. So
1: now seeing scouts, I I, I would
0: actually say without doing that skill once successfully, they don't have that skill. Uh, Yeah. And and being able to repeat that without further instruction, they, they don't have that skill.
1: And, and I was not a boy scout. We had, uh, uh, we had an agreement with a guy that owned a a 2000 acre dairy ranch in North Georgia or dairy farm in North Georgia that gave us free access to his, his property. So I didn't do much scouting. I, I, dad took me up to the woods, depending on what age I was, he either hung out with me, gave me a rod or gave me a 22 and said, I'll be here at, you know, be back before dark. So I had a different experience, but there were, I have talked to other dads that were scouts, and they've they're starting to raise concerns. They said, you know, when I was a scout, this wouldn't fly. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't that's not knowing a skill. We there's scouts running around with merit badges
2: that don't know how to do things.
0: <laughs> is and, uh, is uh, Robbie's is the same situation in North Carolina?
2: I couldn't tell you now. I took my son out of scouts.
1: Well, And when we, when I first got in, there was a big meeting with this council talking, wanting to talk about the decline of scouting and how every year there are fewer, fewer scouts and trying to figure out why. And I look around and say, it's, you're sabotaging yourself. When, when everybody is guaranteed a win and you don't actually have to have the skill to earn the reward, then none of it has any meaning. And once it doesn't have any meaning, it's got no value.
2: I I got a question. Yeah. If everyone who was not on a council, and I'm going to assume, I may be wrong, but I'm going to assume that the individuals on council probably also have children in Scouts.
1: Uh, I don't know if they still do. That's that's basically the corporate face of Boy
2: Scouting. I'm going to, let's say that... I'm going to exclude those people from this conversation because whether they do or they don't, they are on the council. Yep. But if everyone else who has a child in BSA collectively got together and say, we have revived the rules to be what the scouts originally were based on. Here is a copy of it. We've got it. This will be readopted tomorrow. Tomorrow or all of us are gone. Yep. What do you think would happen?
1: Uh, one, you know, what concerns me is there's not enough people. Um, yes, the problem would get fixed. The problem is I'm not sure there's enough people that realize what the problem is.
0: I don't think um, there's enough the people that want to fix the problem.
1: I mean, there's, uh, there are, so when I sat in on a promotion board for a, a different troop, and I wanted to fail a kid because he couldn't demonstrate some of the skills. the other people on the promotion board were shocked and aghast that I would I would crush this young man by failing him so I'm afraid that there's enough people in the community that are not willing to you know you're not crushing the kid you're teaching him to yeah to achieve a bit
0: I'm sorry, go yeah. ahead,
2: Robbie. I was, I was just saying that this, th- all these arguments we're having, all these discussions, mm-hmm. it's kind of like if I was arguing at my dog for getting d- dirty in the mud puddle. The dog's enjoying being in the mud puddle, and he don't give a damn if he's dirty or not. That's what we're doing, complaining about things that society apparently likes. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if they do like it. I think that. I think they have that the people- power to change it and aren't willing to. Hey, well, that's
1: the reason I'm getting my property, I'm building my my house, it's got a distinctive shape, we're not going to comment on it, but it's so I can pull <laughs> up the drawbridge and let the rest of the world go by.
2: If you get burned on the stove, Adam, and you snatch your hand away, and you didn't like it, you won't put your hand on, there, on it again. Hey, quit, after pro, about the 15th quit profiling or 20th, that stove. After about the 15th or 20th time you put your hand on the stove... Your ass likes getting burned.
0: Well, yeah, but you're also, you know, some some kids out there don't know any better, you know and I mean they've been conditioned with the bull crap that we have nowadays, and they don't know that.
2: Well, that's you know, why kids aren't allowed to vote and stuff. You're,
0: I'm talking about people who are trapped in in this in this. Who's trapped know, them?
2: They don't have free will.
0: People trapped themselves with their own illusions.
2: Read. Jesus Christ! Educate your damn self. Yeah. Look around. Whoa, whoa, up whoa your that's eyes. that's a lot of work, there, Robbie. Yeah, I know. Personal, uh, personal responsibility for one's own opinion doesn't even exist now. Okay, we're we're trapped into a way of thinking that someone else indoctrinated us to. That's right, okay. it, Robbie. Screw it's not my that! Fault. You're not I'm trapped. trapped. By society. I disagree. Society
1: has trapped me into being a grumpy old man.
2: If you're there's thinking a certain way, you, if you're thinking a certain way, you're thinking that way because you're thinking that way.
0: You don't think there's a such thing as indoctrination?
2: I think if when you lay down to sleep at night, unless they've got headphones on your ass playing that shit in your sleep, there's a point at which some point during the day where you've got a moment to yourself. I'm not,
0: dude. I'm not saying it's impossible. Oh,
1: there's angry not Robbie.
2: I'm not saying it's fair
0: enough. I'm not saying it's impossible. I think
2: if a person looks at a problem. Long enough, and it never dawns on them, never dawns on them
0: to so you, question you don't you don't think people have you don't thinking. think people have a diminished skill to perceive problems' that's what I think happens. I think that we have a a diminished we have a diminished society of critical thinking and a diminished a diminished skill to perceive problems and just accept that this is the way things are, so I gotta follow suit because we're all you know brainwashed to just you know. Not well, right. think for ourselves. In right. that case, right. We're going full circle on this
2: again. In that case, it's a self-correcting problem. The way the way we're going will eventually make things hard enough that those idiots will have to learn to
0: think again. Now I agree with that a hundred percent. And that's what that's what I come back to. I think that that, that the next generation of this generation, we're going to see some kind of social revolution with stuff like this.
2: And or if anything stuff. I've said today's pissed people off, good. <laughs> All right, so I got to leave in seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: we so, got we got we got to wrap this up too because I got a meeting, Dan. So I, I'm I'm with you. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to to go overboard, but you know, right. there there is a there's a lot of problems.
1: Oh, uh, a couple of things. One, we had a question that we're not gonna be able to get to, so we can either oh, yes. I can either try to answer it in the car while I'm driving, and we can do this on the phone, or we can save that for next podcast.
0: Can you can you give us a quick synopsis no. of? It's a
2: long. No.
1: Okay. Yeah. All
2: right. We'll, um, we'll hit it next time because I'm going to have to be working on a lawnmower and I'm not going to be able to do that.
0: Okay. That's uh,
1: there is a book I want to mention, though.
0: Shoot. Uh,
1: Station 11 by, uh, uh, let me double check. Uh, man, she's a young lady. Uh, I want to make sure I get her name right. Uh, yeah. Emily St. John. Or it looks like Emily St. John Mandel. Okay, we'll go with that. Uh, first of all, really well written, and it is a you know, an end of civilization book, but someone has finally found a new perspective on it. Mm-hmm. The idea is it's 20 years after a world ending plague, and the main characters are it's a group of musicians and actors that are traveling to different, um, outposts, mm-hmm. uh, kind of in the old troubadour traveling minstrel show, uh, uh tradition, mm-hmm. uh, where they just live on the road and they get a little bit at each town where they go and perform. And you know, this is now, there's no electricity. There's no recordings. The only way to hear music is to hear it played live. Mm. Uh, so... You know, there's a great deal of value, but it's not physical value to what these people do. Uh, And then it's about them uh, being on the road through, uh, through this post-apocalyptic world.
0: Very interesting.
1: It has been a really refreshing perspective. You're not going to find 32 secret ways to can food or... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, nobody it, it's not a brilliant uh article on how to prepare a, a bug out bag but it's a great new perspective and well, well i'll put it this way both beth and i have enjoyed reading it matter of fact beth brought it to me and she's like i just read this book you've got to try it
2: well if we're pimping positive stuff now yeah. towards the end, for the end of the show
1: <laughs> you guys
2: familiar with the tv show uh fat guys in the woods
1: yes I, yes yes
2: uh last night or day before yesterday i'm not sure the tivo catches it i don't i don't actually watch these programs when they play um recorded new episode well after the newest episode there was fat guys in the woods xl like a special you know like a behind the scenes type thing and uh, I saw Creek do something, Adam. I've seen you do many, many times, and uh, I've got no respect for the man. No, make fun of himself. <laughs> make <laughs> make fun of the situation. He would play. He even played one where he fell. He tripped and fell. The master in the woods. The guy who's leading this expedition actually falls down while he's out in the woods. Because, Lord knows, that never happens to any professionals, right? Yeah. No. You know, he he actually played where he flubbed up what he was supposed to say on camera and got mad and frustrated. And then, or, or just finally tried to say it two or three times, couldn't say it, made a joke out of it. He played the bloopers. And I am so, that was such a rewarding thing, seeing one of these TV survival guys actually own. Be a real person. Being a real
0: person. Amen. Yeah. So, he, kudos
2: to you, Creek. He,
0: yeah, he's 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 pretty good people, man. I've actually he's a, a live. He's had some live fire for one of his. Uh, he's got his own box, kind of like the uh, battle box. And uh, I've had a couple conversations with him, and he is good people, man. It's a cool cool guy. So awesome stuff. Very cool. So yeah, we will we, we will continue this conversation. Maybe we'll do a part two of this when we all have a little bit more time. I know I have a meeting and Dan's gotta get going. So guys, thanks again for uh joining us on the Equip Nor podcast. If you guys have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at com. And I think that's gonna be it, right, Robbie?
2: Uh how sponsors. about give our
0: sponsors and then we can wrap up. Yeah, that's that's a good thing. And, and of course, uh, the Equipment Door podcast is uh, brought to you by Dogwood Custom Knives. Check out Dogwood Custom Knives at dogwoodcustomknives.com. Dealers at Edgeworks Online, Arizona Custom Knives, and also Live Fire Gear LLC. And we should have that ring of fire on the uh, site here pretty soon, guys. We're pretty excited about that. And last but not least, make sure you guys check out the Equipment Door website. Join today. Become a member. And remember, uh, if you the, uh, ad, the ad program that we have, if you check out websites that are Vetted by E2E, you can actually earn money, earn cash that you can use to put into contests, or actually just you know cash out and make money off of checking out websites that you probably already check out anyway. So, guys, take care, be safe out there, and remember, if you're not always prepared, you're never prepared. Thanks.